Welcome to this podcast of Music at First Presbyterian Church. My name is Tom Dooling, Minister of Music, and I invite you today to join me for a behind-the-scenes tour of the hymns that we sing in worship. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Have you ever wondered how a text, a hymn text, and a hymn tune are married together? Have you ever wondered if they are both created at the same time, or perhaps created at different times and then brought together? We'll explore all those aspects today in our podcast, and uh, we begin by just a brief understanding of poetic meter. Simply put, poetic meter refers to the number of syllables in each phrase or each line of text that comprise a hymn. And so let's just take Amazing Grace as an example. Um, I'd like you to count the number of syllables, not the number of words, but the number of syllables that you hear when I read each line of text. And we'll pause between each line and uh, we'll compare notes. So let's begin with the first line. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Eight syllables. Okay, the next line. That saved a wretch like me. Six syllables. Okay, then we have the, the other half of the hymn. I once was lost, but now am found. Eight syllables. Was blind, but now I see. Six syllables. So the formation of poetic meter for Amazing Grace, in this case it's set to a hymn tune called New Britain, is 8686. And this forms the poetic meter for this particular hymn. And we'll find that this same concept is applied to practically all hymns in the hymnal. Um, in this case, there are four lines of text, okay, alternating eight syllables and six syllables. So the poetic meter for uh, New Britain or for Amazing Grace is 8686 because this particular arrangement of syllables is so common poetically in most hymnals, it's also given the additional designation of being a common meter. And sometimes you'll see designated in the hymnal itself, CM. Now, obviously, some of you may have a hymnal handy. If you do, I suggest you pause the podcast and go get it. And you can kind of follow along with me as I uh, unpack this a bit more. But if you don't, the next time you're, you're in possession of a hymnal, look at either the top of the printed page or the bottom of the printed page, and you're going to find this poetic meter indicated somewhere on that page, either as a series of numbers, uh, usually delineated by a period after each number, so eight period, six period, eight period, six period, or again, going back to the concept of common meter, because 8686 is so common, sometimes it's just simply referred to this particular pattern as common meter. Uh, A couple of other very common meters that we find in the hymnal are also short meter, which is an arrangement of four lines, uh, six, six, eight, six. So six syllables, six syllables, eight, and then six. Uh, another is long meter, which is eight, 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 or eight syllables per line. Uh, sometimes you will also see the additional designation of a D after those. So uh, what that refers to is doubled. So for instance, we're going back to Amazing Grace, eight, six, eight, six, there are four lines of text. For each verse, uh, if a hymn had eight lines of text that were arranged in the same order, 8686, it would then be common meter doubled, just meaning that there's eight lines instead of four. 
Now, let's talk a little bit about how a hymn tune and its poetic meter are married with a hymn text. One of the things we find, especially in the 19th century, certainly in the 20th and 21st century, is oftentimes a hymn is conceived, i.e. the text is written, with a particular tune in mind. Sometimes the author will collaborate with a, a composer and will actually create the two at the same time. Sometimes a hymn writer will explore existing hymn tunes and uh, in order to have their hymn used more readily and be more accessible to a congregation, they will use an existing hymn tune. One of the things that we find historically with hymnals, especially going back to the 19th century and prior, is that uh, congregations often only had uh, just a number of, of tunes in their repertoire, meaning that Uh, Unlike the hymnals that we have today that are full of hundreds of hymns, many of which are set to different tunes, uh, congregations only knew so many tunes. And so what hymn text authors would do is they would write a text to an existing tune in order to be accessible and usable to a congregation. And the congregation would simply just have the words in front of them, and they would call out the tune it would be sung to. And the congregation would immediately be able to associate the two. And through this use of poetic meter, where you find hymn texts that are written to a specific meter that corresponds to a specific hymn tune, they were able to marry the two and sing those in congregational worship. And that's just a little bit about how the two of those formulate themselves together. Again, as you, uh, if you have a hymnal handy or as the next time you have the opportunity to look at hymns, uh, these metrical tunes are arranged in an index in the back of your hymnal, okay? Uh, it's The index is referred to a metrical index of tunes, and if you turn back to that, you'll find all these numbers associated with the number of lines and the number of syllables corresponding to the various hymn tunes, and then each hymn tune gets a name of its own, and that name Uh, Sometimes it's associated with the hymn text for which it was written. Sometimes it's just simply associated with um, the place in which the tune was written. uh, Or uh, sometimes you'll you'll find them, they have Latin titles. Sometimes these hymn tunes are drawn from classical music. Uh, Sometimes they'll have a historical designation. Uh, There's no particular science to naming hymn tunes. And as such, oftentimes the tune name that you see and the hymn text, again, don't necessarily have a direct association with one another. So let's test your ability a bit to count the number of syllables, because if you're familiar with the number of syllables in a hymn, uh, you'll be very cognizant of hymn poetic meter and that uh, poetic meter designation at the bottom or at the top of the hymn. So I'm just kind of flipping through a hymnal as we speak, and I'm going to read the text. And as I do this, I want you to um, to count the number of syllables. Okay, let's try it. I'm going to use Hark the Herald Angels Sing, for instance. So count with me. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And let me say that a little differently because, again, we're counting syllables, not words. Hark the Herald angels sing. Seven. Right. Very good. 
Okay, we'll take the next line. Glory to the newborn king. Seven. Peace on earth and mercy mild. Seven. God and sinners reconciled. So three syllables in reconciled. Again, each of those count. Seven. The hymn goes on. If you sort of say that text in your head for just a moment, you'll realize that each line of text is seven syllables. And there are not four, but eight lines of text. And so the poetic meter for this particular hymn would be seven, 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 doubled. And again, the doubling designation just means you just double the first four lines. There are eight lines of text. Let's see how you do with this hymn text. It's just right across the page. Again, it's a Christmas text, but for our purposes, it, it's not uh, significant in terms of the time of year, even though we're right here before Easter. So count the number of syllables with me, if you would. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Well, I said that pretty quickly, and uh, if you're trying to count, I just invite you now to kind of go back in your head and just uh, try counting the number of syllables in, uh, in that first verse text. Maybe even try uh, an additional verse of the text, and you'll find, well, Tom, that doesn't seem to correspond to a, a regular pattern of poetic meter. Well, there is a meter, in fact, called irregular. And it's for those hymns for which, poetically, they don't fall into a distinct repetitive pattern. And for that, uh, the meter is simply called irregular. Again, the next time you look at that uh, metrical index in the back of a hymnal and you look under the section of irregular, you'll find lots and lots of hymns in that designation. Well, one of the reasons that, uh, again, we have poetic meter is gives us the ability to sing various texts with different tunes. And so let's go back to Amazing Grace as an example and uh, just explore that concept a bit. I'm just going to sing the first verse of Amazing Grace. You can sing along with me if you'd like. Again, this is that common meter, so 8686. I'll just sing the first verse text. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Well, let's take another hymn that shares the same poetic meter. Uh, and in this case, I'm going to sing for you, O oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. This is set to the tune Asmon, but it's the same exact poetic meter. O oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. The glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. So, let's have a bit of fun with this. I'm now going to sing Amazing Grace, same poetic meter, to the tune for O Four Thousand Tongues to Sing, which is Asmon. 
Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Now we will reverse that and we'll uh, sing the text to O Four Thousand Tongues to Sing to New Britain, the tune typically used for Amazing Grace. O for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this exploration of just one aspect of the hymns that we sing in worship, and I'll look forward to unpacking yet additional aspects of the hymns we sing in future podcasts. Thank you again for joining me for this podcast of Music at First Presbyterian Church. (laughs) 